Hi everyone, it's Kelly and I have to apologize for the lack of podcasts recently. I have been completely wrapped up with preparing for our move from the current Oak Creek location to our new Greenfield location. We are looking to be transitioned there and open for business on September 28th. Now that the date is final, we will be providing those of you who currently attend the Oak Creek location with all of the many details over the next two weeks. So stay tuned for that. My podcast today is going to cover some of the challenges to optimal fat burning. This is particularly important for those of you actively doing the MWLW program for weight loss purposes. The points I'm going to bring up can also be helpful for those of you in maintenance, particularly if you're finding the scale numbers are creeping upwards. This is likely going to be a three or maybe four part podcast series as this master list consists of 33 items. I can tell you that the list is literally 10 years in the making. Myself, along with all of the MWLW nursing staff, have put this together over the years. Many of you have seen this list before, but in this series, I'm going to expand on each of the 33 points. Personally, I find that when the reasoning behind a suggestion is explained to me, I am much more likely to adhere to that recommendation rather than be dismissive of it. So without further ado, let's get into the list. I'm Kelly Clark, business owner, boy mom, dog mom, nurse practitioner, book nerd, self-improvement obsessed, and a self-proclaimed recovering candyholic. After years of practicing ER medicine as a nurse and then as a nurse practitioner, I decided that I could do a lot more good working with people to prevent the diseases that brought them into the ER in the first place. It was then that I started my business, Medical Weight Loss and Wellness, where we promote and educate on the many benefits of a ketogenic lifestyle. A decade later, we have two locations and I employ 30 passionate and amazing women who have become a second family to me. I have found weight loss medicine to be incredibly challenging and immensely rewarding. It is one of the most complex areas of medicine due to how intimately intertwined the relationship is between our metabolic physiology and our personal psychology. In Confessions of a Candyholic, I will pull the many dynamics of weight loss together through the telling of my personal stories, the inspiring journeys of our patients, the experiences of my nursing staff. I'll even drop some keto knowledge and I'll discuss matters that can help improve your life. Change is hard, but it is only through change that we can level up to become the best version of who we are. It would be my pleasure to hold your hand as we all work together to become better versions of ourselves. In part one of this series, I'm going to cover eight of the 33 barriers that very well could be hindering you from maximizing your fat burning potential. Number one, Eating off plan once per week or more. So you've been doing great all week. Why not have some of that pizza you ordered for the kids on Friday night? I mean, what's a couple of pieces of pizza going to do? To explain this, I like to envision the little engine that could. You all remember that book from your childhood, right? So visualize the choo-choo train steadily making its way uphill. The train represents your fat-burning engine consistently working hard and climbing toward your goal. It's that state of nutritional ketosis that fuels your fat-burning engine forward. If you fall out of ketosis by having those two pieces of pizza, that fat-burning engine comes to a screeching halt. To get that engine up and running again and back to the intensity it had been prior to the pizza, it can very well take you one to three days to get back into nutritional ketosis and then another two to three days to work your way back to the intensity that you had been burning fat at prior to the pizza. This adds up to a loss of anywhere from three to six days of high potential fat burning. Now for some, you have that pizza and the next day you check your ketones and lo and behold, you're still in ketosis. You immediately think, win! 
I got away with it. Mmm, not so fast. You see, ketone strips are only a tool to assist you on your weight loss journey. A positive ketone strip does not necessarily mean you are burning fat for fuel. No, you did not cheat biology when you had that pizza. Understand, it takes time for ketones to clear from the body via the urine, and that pizza will catch up to you by stopping installing your fat-burning engine. In summary, it's much harder to jumpstart yourself from an uphill parked position it's unquestionably easier to keep that fat-burning engine ignited and moving forward. Number two, not measuring your food consistently. Yes, I know. You've dieted before. You know how much an item weighs just by looking at it. I'm going to tell you you're wrong. The old three ounces is the size of my palm or a deck of cards. Yeah, We've heard it all before. This rule is just plain ridiculous. Why? Because density matters. If you go by the three ounces equals the size of my palm, you have not at all considered the density of an item. Chicken versus steak versus fish, they are all very different in density. Right there, I have countered your argument. So just stop with that one. Measure using your skill or measuring cups in the case of vegetables. Do you know how many times I've played the guessing game to see if after 10 years I would guess correctly? I can tell you that whenever I guess and then throw it on the scale for confirmation, I am wrong 90% of the time. Ask any of our staff. They will tell you the very same. We all do this and we are nearly always wrong. It is essential that you are not overeating, but equally as important is that you are not undereating. Undereating will slow your weight loss just as significantly as the individual who is overeating. For some of you, you might be lucky and be able to get away without measuring for a while, but I promise you, there will come a time when you must measure. For some, this is early on in their weight loss journey. And for others, it comes as they are working to get off that last 5, 10, 25, or 50 pounds. If you don't measure, start. If you've stopped, start again. This is one of the most common issues for those who are experiencing slowed weight loss. Number three, snacking between meals. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You are not three years old. You do not need a snack between your meals. Understand you can only burn stored body fat while in the fasted state, and you can only store more body fat while in the fed state. While eating keto, you definitely reduce the amount of potential fat storage, but this does not guarantee weight loss unless we can drive insulin down enough and for long enough to burn fat for fuel. This is the science behind intermittent fasting, and if you'd like to learn more about this, go back to the episode I did that discusses all things regarding intermittent fasting for weight loss. But the very same science applies to snacking. By snacking between your meals, you are never giving your body the time required to experience a fasted state and therefore not providing the body a significant period of fat burning. Quickly, a caveat to this are diabetics who are transitioning to keto and need medication management as they change their diet and begin losing weight. They may need to snack to prevent a low blood sugar or in the case where they do experience a low blood glucose level. As for the rest of us, we need to get the idea that we must have a snack out of our heads. Snacking definitely hinders fat burning and therefore weight loss. Number four, assuming any product or recipe labeled keto or low carb is MWLW approved. With the recent explosion in popularity of the ketogenic diet, there has been a flood of keto labeled products readily available at all major grocery stores, as well as a ton of websites hosting many delicious keto recipes. It is so important to realize that just because an item is labeled or reads keto, 
it does not mean it is keto for weight loss. In fact, nothing could be further from the truth. You cannot assume the term keto is synonymous with weight loss. I'm going to say this again because it is so important to understand. You cannot assume the term keto means you will lose weight. I talk all about this subject in my podcast episode titled Let's Talk Keto Confusion, so please take a listen if you'd like to learn more. As far as recipes, follow this simple rule. Are all of the ingredients listed on the MWLW approved list? If so, great. If not, stay away, at least for now. Hang on to it because check it out again when you're in maintenance, when your goal at that point is not to lose weight, but to maintain. Interestingly, there have been many store-bought keto-labeled products analyzed by independent labs and shown to contain four to eight times more carbs than the label claims. For example, one particular product claimed to contain seven grams of carbohydrates. However, when tested, it was found to have 53 grams. So what happens after these lies get exposed? Nothing. Many of these companies continue selling their fraudulent products as if nothing has happened. And the FDA doesn't seem to care. The lesson? Never, ever trust a processed product with a low-carb or keto label, especially not if it's similar to bread, pasta, or sweets. Chances are you are being played. Number five, adding anything to water that may contain carbs or protein. Just recently, we've discovered that nearly all of the sugar-free powdered drink mixes, such as Crystal Light, have two to four times more carbohydrates than initially claimed. This has to do with the added ingredient maltodextrin. As of January 1st, 2020, new labeling laws went into effect. Further evaluation has determined maltodextrin affects blood sugar levels far more than initially claimed. It is this increase in blood sugar levels that cause insulin to spike, which is contrary to the aims of the ketogenic diet. The issue still remains that there is no disclosure as to the volume of maltodextrin within products. It is for this reason that we have not fully eliminated all products containing the ingredient maltodextrin from MWLW. However, we do know that from 10 years of clinical experience, that we have observed far too many of our patients who regularly consumed crystal light type powdered products and then stopped using them per our suggestion, saw an increase in their weight loss rate once they eliminated it from their diet. Keep in mind, these type of products may still be labeled as zero carbs. This is not true. They are slowly making changes to their labels. Just stay away from them altogether. Also, don't drink anything that contains added protein. You don't need additional protein. Excess protein will essentially turn into sugar within the body. Do yourself a solid and avoid these items. Number six, assuming sugar-free or zero is synonymous with carb-free or is MWLW plan approved. Sugar-free means one thing. There's no sugar. It does not mean that any and all products with a label reading sugar-free are free of carbohydrates. In fact, many of them contain quite a bit of carbs. Examples include vitamin water zero, sugar-free pudding, any and all sugar-free candy, Sugar-free gum, sugar-free mints, sugar-free coffee mate coffee creamer, sugar-free cookies, sugar-free jams. I think you get my point. You are not doing yourself any service if you think any of the items I just listed, and there are many more, are helping you to lose weight. They just aren't. Stick with what is on the list. And if you have a question, ask us and not a Facebook support group that has been known to provide inaccurate advice. 
Number seven, almond, coconut, hemp, soy, etc. milk. While many of the unsweetened versions of these do contain very little carbohydrates, they still do have calories, fat, and protein. There is an immense amount of variance from one alternative milk source to another, and at MWLW, we have decided that during weight loss, it is best to stay away from these. If you are someone who desperately misses milk, these are great alternatives to cow's milk to reintroduce into your diet once you transition to maintenance phase. But while losing weight, it is best to stay away from them. Remember, the MWLW plan is designed to balance macronutrients in order to achieve weight loss. Something like alternative milk can easily disrupt that fine balance. Number eight, consuming caffeine or energy-infused beverages. There is a lot of good research discussing the benefits of caffeine, but what we have to keep in mind is that much of this research applies to the metabolically non-challenged individual. For overweight individuals, the benefits are not quite as clear. What is clear is the following. Caffeine stimulates the release of adrenaline, and adrenaline causes temporary insulin resistance. Adrenaline and insulin have opposite metabolic actions, and with the temporary increase in insulin levels, fat burning will not occur. Caffeine also aggravates and increases androgens, such as estrogen. Estrogen dominance causes low progesterone, which increases anxiety and can cause issues with sleep. Caffeine stimulates the liver to release glucose from its glycogen stores, which will cause insulin to be released yet again. And at this point, fat burning is turned off so fat can be stored. Lastly, caffeine has a dehydrating effect. Research clearly demonstrates that dieters who consume a lot of water experience a higher rate of fat burning. Additionally, blood dilutes for a bit post-consumption of water. For example, if you drink a liter of water, this will momentarily increase your blood volume by about 20% and therefore cause the concentration of insulin within the blood to fall by 20%. A 20% drop in insulin allows for fat to release from the fat cells and enables transit to cells throughout the body to be utilized for fuel. Basically, you burn fat better. The takeaway? Caffeine does have health benefits for those without metabolic challenges. However, these benefits do not appear to apply to the individual in the process of healing from metabolic damage. In other words, if you're attempting to lose weight, it is best to refrain from caffeine or any other kind of energy-infused beverages. We've now reviewed eight of the 33 items on our hit list for maximizing fat burning. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for my next podcast in this series. And if you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and consider giving it a five-star review. Also, don't forget to check out our new merch. Christine, nurse manager in Oak Creek and graphic designer extraordinaire has designed some pretty darn cool items, including a Hydro Flask type 24 ounce water bottle that will remind you to get your water in because it literally says drink your freaking water on the bottle. An awesome canvas bag that says healthy crap on there so there's no excuse not to carry along with you your supplements or whatever else you prefer, as well as our collection of keto love t-shirts. We also recently released our third edition of our cookbook. Thanks to Melissa RN, our operations manager, it has been updated and now contains nearly 500 MWLW approved recipes. Until next time, take care, everybody. 